Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. Altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fan life. I've been watching I forgot to mute myself. Welcome back, folks, to what is episode... What the heck? What episode number are we even on? 168, I want to say. Something around there. Um, get comfortable, folks. Um, if you get a beer or some alcoholic beverage you want to pour and just get comfortable for the therapy that's about to occur. Um Wow, that was uh, that was a lot uh, to handle emotionally. Um, I'm sorry we didn't do a post game show right after the game several hours ago. Um, I think none of us were feeling it really, to be quite honest with you. And I have a really complicated uh, set of emotions right now frankly. Um, but before we dive in, I should, I should bring on Nathan. Nathan, how are you? Oh, great. Doing great. <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. How, how was, game, you know, how was that for my enthusiastic welcome to the show? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was even sadder than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> I think you just need to go for a little bit. Like, let's just stream of consciousness this. Just just start talking. 
I'm gonna have to turn off the chat for a second so I don't look at your thoughts. Um, so I want to give you, and I'm, I'm talking to you, Nathan, when I say this, I'm not, I'm not talking to the audience. All week, I think a lot of us had um, some real concern about this game. Uh, concern about how this would go, how Seattle would look, the offense would look, how the defense might rebound, how they might look with without Brandon Shell or, or D. Eskridge. Um, Benson Mayoa was out. There was a lot of question marks, I think, coming out of out of week two after they collapsed and, and you know choked away a 15 point lead to the Titans. Um, but one thing I and I and I swear on my mother's not dead, but if she was dead, I, I, I swear on my mother's grave when I say this. Um, I didn't tweet this during the week, but I wanted to multiple times in the thought that was stuck in my head all week, Nathan was the outcome of this game may, I'm trying to think of the right word for this. It may expedite if it went poorly. So this was obviously pre the game. It, depending on the outcome, it might expedite the end of this era. It, it really could. That, that was my, that was my feeling. Um, not that the season was over, but that relative to, I think, the general fan expectations and hopes for this season, making what those expectations were possible, you know, or realistic for accomplishment this year got really difficult if they lost this game. Um, they're in a hyper competitive division. The cards won today. The Rams looked completely legit and kicked the Bucks' ass, basically. Um, obviously, the, the Niners-Packers game is still going on right now on Sunday Night Football, but the bottom line is they play in a very, very competitive division with you know three other teams that are – they're getting better. They're not getting worse. You know, the, Kyler Murray is taking real steps year after year. Um, you know, I think he leads, he's tied for leading the league in, in touchdowns right now. So Arizona's looking great. The card or the Rams obviously are looking great with McVeigh. Um, the Niners are a little more, I think, um, potentially susceptible or, or potentially fraudulent. But at the end of the day, they are 2 0, and obviously they're playing a game right now. Um, but the trajectory, the trend for Seattle, it's going the other way. Seattle's not getting better. They're getting worse. And it's crazy because I think it, I was so, I was actually like really encouraged by how the offense pl played in the first half. I was like, okay, they're attacking the middle of the field. Russell looks, you know, on point again, they're getting tight ends involved. Like maybe they've fixed like some of the issues that, you know, we criticized with, with the offense, obviously the defense was a complete shit show in the first half, but of course the second half was just a house of horrors. The offense um, didn't score another point right after, after scoring 17 points, nope. which is 
bizarre. I, I can't really explain that one. I think your tweets did a great job of explaining that, Nathan, or or explaining the lack of explanation. I'm, I'm very confused what went wrong with the offense, but the defense was just so incredibly demoralizing. Um, man, there's some real questions that need to be asked about the state of this franchise right now. I, I um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm honestly, Nathan, I'm like partially in disbelief. Um, yeah. I, 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 mean, I, 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 Nathan, and the, I'll end all in on this before I let you take over. Um, I feel like we just witnessed the death of this era of Seahawks football. And that's not to say, you know, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, and Josh Schneider aren't going to be back next week. They are 99% chance, but this felt like the nail in the coffin. It really did. Yeah. I, I think that's the general vibe. I mean, um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm at much more of a loss uh, after this one than I was last week. And I think part of that is just that kind of feeling that, boy, is this really it? Are we, did we finally hit the end of the road? And um, it's a little, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm never Mr. Positive and I'm, I'm always, I'm, well, I'll say I'm unafraid of being critical of the team. Um, but that is just my weird way of being a fan and wanting the team to be better. And today I don't have a lot of criticism because I don't know that I have a lot of uh, hope uh, coming off of that game. Um, and, and I mean, this is all a hundred percent, you know, immediate overreaction to some, to some degree, uh, maybe not a hundred percent. Right. But that's, I mean, that, that game, they got their asses handed to them and um the worst fears about the offense uh you know kind of reared its head again disappeared in the second half and you know went went uh, about a two and a half quarters that scoring um defense looked awful um just got manhandled um and you know when we did the pregame show I, I we brian asked you know what is success for this year right and brian i think wanted more of a definitive answer of like nfc championship game or super bowl and um but, you know, my answer was really about, like, what sets this team up to feel good about next year? And what sets this team up to feel good about rolling it back and for Pete and John to feel and Russ to feel good about coming back all together and doing it again and having that energy? And, like, that is not the game that sets them up on that trajectory at all, right? That is potentially the game that sets them up to... Uh, you know, potentially like implode at some point in the season if if it continues to be that bad. Um, you know, I mean, but that said, look, uh, uh, I was optimistic about this game. I felt confident they would win this game. I predicted, I think, a 34-23 win or something like that. Um, so I, I did not have the fear going into this game. So I was pretty shocked that um, it went the way it did. But I think that Vikings team is, you know, they're 0-2, but, like, they're they're a better team than that. Sure. Um, Mike Zimmer is a good coach. Um, that offense is potent, right? We discussed, you know, Brian thought it was better than the Titans offense. Um, well, let's be clear. 
They didn't have their prop. I know we don't like running backs, but they didn't have their best player on offense today. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. That's this is ridiculous. Kirk Cousins is even better than Dalvin Cook and more important. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's worth it. It's worthwhile to point out that Dalvin Cook was gone today. Sure, but like you just can see how little running backs matter when they throw in, you know, Madison or whatever that guy's name is, and he murders them. Like, I I don't, Dalvin Cook does not make a difference in this game either way, I don't think. Um, So I don't know. And and look, this is a team that lost in overtime on, you know, to in the week one. They they should have beaten the Cardinals, who looked very good, um, but they missed a kick at the end of the game last week. So, like, this is a good football team that they lost to, but you don't. No, you can't claim to be a good football team if you're getting your ass handed to you like that, no matter how good your opponent is. You know what bothered me is after they scored 17 points, it's not that they let they let their asses get kicked. It's that it almost looked like they didn't resist it. I mean, the defense didn't resist anything. Like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was just roll over and get walked all over. And, and that is actually uh, an especially disappointing thing too, because in the first half, like they got carved up in the passing game. They gave a big plays. Mm-hmm. That happened in the second half too. But, you know, part of why I think the offense disappeared is, you know, they really got like two drives in the second half. And then they had a very late one. Uh, and then they had that meaningless one at the very, very end, right? And that was because that Vikings offense just walked, literally walked the ball down the field at will. Like, they got killed in the passing game in the first half, and then they got killed and manhandled in the running game in the second half. I mean, look, for all the do running backs matter and does running matter and is running the ball good or not, if you run the ball like they ran the ball in the second half, running is good. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this team. You've got the whole, you've got the whole thing with the offense of like what's going on in the fucking second half for them. Okay. So let's talk about that. So I, here, let me pull up the drive thing again, just so I have it all handy. So the first two drives in the second half got uh, torpedoed by terrible screenplays basically. And then, um, and then sacks. Um, I couldn't tell enough on one of the sacks to know whether Russ really should have gotten that or not. Um, but the other one, like one was the miscommunication on the offensive line, which was bizarre. And, and you could see Dwayne yelling at other offensive linemen. So, you know, I, I don't know that that's a Russ problem. Um, it seemed like that was some kind of miscommunication among the offensive linemen. Um but yeah, I mean, they had a few bad screenplays and they had a, a sack or two and that pretty much killed those drives. They otherwise looked pretty good. Like on that very first one, they came out running the ball and I think they had two runs for a first down and, you know, there's a big DK play in there. Um, yeah, okay, so let's do this. All right, yeah, first first drive, two runs for uh, first down. Um uh, then uh, a screenplay that got sniffed out and Russ just had to put it in the dirt. Then Russ gets sacked. Um, and then they it's third and 19 and they have a give up call where they dump it off to Homer. Um, and then the next drive after that, uh, they get uh, run for one. Um, 
then the pass to Everett for 14 yards where he like just dragged a few dudes down the field, then the locket catch where he got hurt and looked like it might've been a fumble, but it wasn't. Um, and then they tried another screen pass and it lost three yards and, uh, and then Russ missed swing. So Russ missing swing that that's a bad one on, you know, in terms of like how, how much of this is Russ, how much of this is other stuff. Um, and then their next drive, their third drive in the second half was with two minutes and three seconds to go down 13. Like it, it, they just, you know, and, and the very first play of that drive, a 19 yard pass to DK. Uh, and then the very next play, a 15 yard penalty, uh, roughing the passer penalty. Um, but then they get sacked, you know, and, and, and it goes nowhere from there. So I, I don't know, like, it's hard to say on some of this. Oh, sorry. ESPN has ads. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, so some of this like is probably still rust and there's probably some fair criticism there, but really I think the defense was so bad that it even managed to to tank the offense to some degree because they just they didn't have the ball and they you know had a couple mistakes that they couldn't overcome with the the few opportunities they had would you be surprised if i told you that russell wilson leads the nfl in yards per attempt touchdown percentage interception percentage and passer rating no, not at all. I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think by all measures, I think Russ has been amazing, right? I mean, he's been pretty mistake-free. I, he has taken a lot of sacks still this year. Sure. Um, so that's still up there. But, like, no, that doesn't surprise me much at all, really. This team is one and two. One and two. And it's hard to see... I guess you just have to think that the offense can be better or that the offense, what the offense is doing can translate to more points. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild to think that they have, what, what did they score? I guess 37 points in, you know, what, seven quarters basically, right? With the overtime or uh, nine quarters, basically with the overtime, it feels like they should have scored more. It certainly at least feels like they should have scored more than 17 in this game. Like they, they really, it really just felt like this was going to be an absolute shootout. Like as bad as the Seahawks defense was, the the Vikings defense didn't look any better in the first half. What happened to Ugo Amadi, man? I mean, I he had know. a tough game. Obviously the holding penalty, the holding penalty honestly was kind of a, a turning point in this game. Mm-hmm. It really was. Wasn't that, wasn't that like a third and yep. 11, 12, 13 and Ugo holds, you know, the receiver or tight end, whoever it was completely away from the play, didn't even affect the play. And I, I believe the Vikings went on to score a touchdown there. Um, Hard to say I'm, what's going on with him. I mean, who knows how good he ever really was. Um, I mean, we can get overhyped on young guys sometimes. I just uh, I want to have hope that they're going to turn this season around, but I just I just uh, man, I'm depressed about this team. I uh, I can't talk myself into this defense playing better. Well, and that's the worst thing about this is that these this game 
it it reinforced every worry I think that every fan had, right? We like, have Nathan, we have been literally we have literally been lamenting week after week for like four, five months straight. Cornerback is a fucking problem. Cornerback is a fucking problem. Nope. All we hear from the coaching staff is we're really excited about what we got there and Trey Flowers going to start a crust from freaking whoever and it's going to be great. And it was the most predictable, inevitable disaster of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Trey Flowers did not take a fucking step, Pete Carroll. (laughs) He did not take a fucking step. In fact, he fell down the stairs, rolled backwards, and fucking broke his neck. He did not take a step. Maybe Sidney Jones is good. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe the bust who is coming off an Achilles injury is going to save our team. Maybe the guy who's like floated around three different teams. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't make it on the Jaguars, but maybe. Oh, we're so uh, fucked. We're so fucked. <laughs> but you know what? The, even with the liability at, at liabilities at corner, I still feel like this defense should be better. Do you disagree? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you, you because why? there is there is some talent on this defense. You can't is, tell me there's no talent. There's where? Jamal Adams, Quandre Dix, probably the best safety duo in the NFL. Man, we got not for nothing. This shit. We got to stop got, talking about the best anything secondary wise because we it, sure fucking paid him like he's the best safety. That's in the fine, NFL. but like we have to stop talking about that because it just makes us look like complete buffoons every time. How, what's your opinion on Jamal Adams? Through three games of 2021. I still think he is who he is who I thought he was. Like, uh, you know, I mean, he's supposed to be this blue chipper who's amazing in coverage. And I just don't see it. Like, he's a good player. There's no doubt. He's athletic. He hits. He flies around. There's little indication he is a difference maker, right? And I don't know. I Maybe they got to start blitzing him again more. Like, that is the one thing where they found a way to make him special and I don't love it, but like he can bend a corner. Bobby Wagner is like 40 fucking years old. Like still playing. Well, I don't know. Is he like a Bobby? Anything he's pressing. I mean, I think that you can see the problems with his defense through Bobby because Bobby's doing things he shouldn't be doing because I think he feels like he's compensating. He's biting and moving in ways that he shouldn't. Carlos Dunlap, who has, by the way, kind of been non-existent. Yeah. Through three games. They cut him. What? They cut last year. They they, they didn't they cut him, right? Uh did they cut it? They didn't pick up his option or whatever, right? Yeah, it was like it was a contractual thing though. Okay, but they they let him go. He was on the free agent market. And no one signed him. Mm-hmm. And now he's disappeared this year. Like, I don't know. I thought he was good last year, but like their decisions and the, the NFL's decisions around him this offseason, it, it makes some sense all of a sudden. 
Puna Ford. Yeah. He's good at football. Yeah. Jordan Brooks is fine. No, no, he is not. He is actually bad. he wasn't fine today. <laughs> he is bad. He is bad right now. I don't know what's going on, but he is bad. Was he was he truly the one that gave up the touchdown on that first drive? Uh shit, I don't remember. There were so I many think, touchdowns. I think he was <laughs> God damn it. Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a bit of a tough thing. He had inside leverage, it was outbreaking route. But yeah, no, he that was him. DJ Reed's okay. Maybe, but again, like, okay, I'm not gonna okay. lie, talk, going through the talent and like trying to talk myself into it. <laughs> now I'm talking myself out of it. If I have to mention like Jordan Brooks as being like potentially good, maybe on this team, that's kind of a bad sign. Yeah, it, well, and it's a bummer because I, I think that there was reason to hope he was going to be a big positive for them this year. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, oh, look. we had a we had a 2019 defensive end, LJ. Oh, wait. My notes say he was inactive today. Oh, (laughs) very interesting. Okay. Um, Yeah. Hmm. I mean, your hope here is for like true stars or true difference makers is Jamal Adams. Um, I think uh, Bobby, you know, obviously. And then like, there are good players, like, but they're not like good play. Like they're not you know, guaranteed starters on two-thirds of the league good players, right? They're, they're okay. They're fine. Um, some of them would probably be in a lot performing a lot better if they had better talent around them, right? Can we just tell fans to uh, not get their hopes up about Richard Sherman coming back? He wants to play for a contender, and this is a fucking dumpster fire. So Okay, but... If Sherman comes back, you're not going to talk me into it. You're not going to good. Sherman gets to go around and say he saved Pete Carroll's ass and he saved Russell Wilson's ass. It's not happening. Maybe he's not coming back, dude. I'm not. I mean, Tampa just got their asses kicked today too. So you know. Yeah, but the Rams are good. I think the Vikings might be all right. Like they're not. I mean, they're not going to be probably as good as the Rams. I don't think they're a bad team. Where do we go from here? Have you seen their next four games on their schedule? Man. I tweeted it out today after the game. Let me let me pull it up. It's no joke. No. And I apologize for everybody who's listening. I'm kind of just jumping all over the place with my emotions right now. So this is like therapeutic for me. So uh, next week they play San Francisco in San Francisco. Should be interesting. Then we play the Rams at home on Thursday night football. So we play the, the Niners and the Rams. Okay. In the next 11 days. So that's going to be intense. Then we play at Pittsburgh, uh, October 17th, on the Sunday, Sunday night football, actually. Uh, that might be flexed though, because both teams are shit. Um, and then October 25th, Monday night football, we play the saints at home. The only confident game, the only game I feel confident about is the Pittsburgh game, actually. So, okay, so this is, I think, about as positive as I can be. I don't think we know shit about the NFL yet, right? I mean, you can say this, the Steelers are trash, but they beat the Bills. <sighs> yeah, and but the are Bills the Bills good? 
I mean, they were last year. They just, I think they just killed whoever they played today. Uh, didn't they? I don't remember now. Um, and like who the, who the Steelers get, uh, whooped by today. Well, the Bengals and who yeah, did yeah. the Vikings lose to in overtime in week one, the Bengals, yeah. like, I mean, transitive property in any sport is a joke. Right. But like, I don't know, like who was actually good and who was actually bad. Like Tennessee looked like ass against, uh, the, the, the Cardinals and then, you know, played well against the Seahawks and, uh, I don't know. If I, I had mean, to stack rank those teams, I think it goes Rams. It might go Saints next. Rams, Saints. But the Saints got killed by the Panthers. The Niners have looked like garbage in both of their wins. You know who's bad is the Colts. I was, I was making sure the Titans won, and they did. They beat the Colts pretty handily. Uh, yeah. Which, so that's bad. That's so maybe it's, maybe it's Rams and then, you know, Saints and, and Niners tied for second and then Steelers last. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough stretch. Like, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy to think that they could still have one wins, you know, one win at that point. Um, but who knows? I fucking hate this team. Don't you? Like, like what? how are you feeling right now? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you depressed? I'm just trying not to feel at this point. <laughs> it's weak. I mean, part of it is just that's You're trying to feel I, dead inside. That part of it is just that's that's how I like that's my life mantra. But uh no, but it's it's still just week three. Like again, I don't think we know much about the NFL at this point. And I do think the Vikings are good, and I do think the Titans are good. And you know, here's the thing for the Seahawks. It's different right now. And different in a bad way, for sure. These are not like typical Seahawks games, though, even outside of, you know, the way they're losing. Um, they they do seem to be a little bit more exciting offensively. Um, I guess, <clears throat> see, Dana is a defensive person and she hates all quarterbacks just on principle. I, I like offense. And so I guess part of me is like, well, if you're going to suck, I'm glad that they suck with a bad defense because at least we have to see some touchdowns. <laughs> so part of me is just kind of like, well, this could feel worse. They could be losing in more boring ways at least. So part of me is just appreciative that there's something different happening. I don't know. I, I really don't have, I, I don't know what to make of it because I don't think they should be this bad. I don't understand like how their offense played the way it did today and only scored 17 points and they have a new offensive coordinator and it's still early and but maybe like it's just all reached the point where it's so stale it's it's rotted and it, it just the pete john wrestling is has that that era really is at an end um i mean this is the bottom line the pressure is on russell wilson's prime is ticking uh the 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 time remaining that those three will be together is ticking uh their window is now when like going back to what we said at the beginning of the show, when we, when we identified what success would look like for this team, this season, many of our answers were they need an NFC championship appearance with how we all said they had to win a playoff game. All had to win a play, play. They have to win a playoff game bare minimum for what is considered a successful season. 
there are legitimate questions about whether that's going to happen this year based on their start. And that's my concern. It's, it's the trend. Okay. It's the trend. Um, Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm really, really concerned about uh, the path they're on. So it's bad. It's, uh, I mean, you lose 30 to 17, two, two losses in a row. That is a bad path. Yeah. I just, uh, I have real concerns about whether, um, they're on the right trajectory with Pete Carroll. It's such a weird place that they're in. Tell me about it. Just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just a weird place for a Pete Carroll team to be in. I I don't know. I I guess, uh, I mean, I feel like I've been kind of like foretelling this for a long time. Like, hey, you can't trade a bunch of draft picks and you can't, you know, use draft picks to do really shitty on old players who aren't good and you know, that they're, they're doing so much stuff around the edges that is bad, that it's going to catch up to them and bite them. And I mean, it looks like that right now. Um, but I don't know. I mean, even with as critical as I've been with Pete over the years, like they just always won. <laughs> like, that was the thing that you could never argue with is yeah, well, here's the deal. They win a lot of football games and it's like, okay, yeah. And that doesn't make sense. So yeah, but it happens like every year it happens. And it never makes sense. And it always happens. And now they're not winning games. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> they were always doing dumb shit and they won. Why are they not winning doing dumb shit now? <laughs> That's a great way to put it, actually. It's like the outcome was fairly stable, at least during the regular season, right? Yeah. Like yeah. 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, maybe. 9 and 7 one year. But at the end of the day, they were still winning football games. How did that 2018 team... I mean, I don't know. Again, it's still so early, but like this feels like a team that might not break 500 right now. And that 28 team, like, got like, I'm not there on the playoff game. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there on this team that they're gonna, that they're gonna be sub 500. I I saw, was it you that did a poll or or Derek or somebody? I did, yeah. I answered um, uh, nine wins. So nine and eight is, let's do it. We're going to run through the schedule. (laughs) Absolute worst time in the world to do that. I mean, other than like three hours ago. Okay. Uh, At 49ers. Oh, I need to get like a thing so I can actually track what's happening here. You're good, bro. Okay. Okay. At 49ers, win or loss? I I actually think they beat the Niners this week. I do. Uh, Home against the Rams. Oh, they're getting their asses kicked. Uh, at the Steelers, I think they lose. Okay, uh, home against the Saints, I think they lose. Uh, home against the Jaguars, they win that game. Yep, home or at the Packers, they lose. Uh, home against the Cardinals, they win. Uh, at the Washington football team, they uh. They win. Home against the Niners. They win. At Houston. They win. 
at the Rams. They lose. Uh, home against the Bears. I think they lose. Hmm. That'd be bad. <laughs> home against the Lions. We win. How many goddamn... They play three games against the Cardinals this year? No. All right. That can't be right. No, it's not right. It's not right. Okay, so they win against the Lions and at the Cardinals. Okay, so what's that record? So right now they are one, two, right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight and eight. Oh, they're at eight and eight. So what's the final game? So you have them going into that Cardinals game to decide whether they are above or below five. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So my intuition of like nine and eight feels right. And the good thing is the Cardinals probably have run away with the NFC at that point. And so they're playing all their backups and then Seattle still loses because it's very possible, dude, they win the NFC West. The Cardinals. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's pretty likely. They look good. Yeah, they do. I I would still probably give it to the Rams, but I don't know. Anything else we should talk about? This is, I'm just depressed as fuck right now. Hmm. can't believe we have to talk about the Niners in three days it's gonna be a great week (laughs) it's gonna be a wait what's the score of the game right now are the Packers winning they were lost I saw 17-14 oh shit that's a game okay um wow all right we'll let people go thanks for tuning in Real Hawk Talk 168 (sighs) the state of the franchise is not great